Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. You're listening to the first and only podcast dedicated to the business of pharmacy. Hear from independent pharmacy owners, leading entrepreneurs, political strategists, healthcare technology trends, career coaching, interviews about our pharmacy industry, and more. Be sure to subscribe to the show via iTunes and leave us a voice comment from our contact section on the website. You can find all of our episodes at pharmacypodcast.com. Welcome back to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. Hey, you know, it's interesting as you plug along, putting content out there for the pharmacy industry at large. We always, of course, focus on what is the business of pharmacy. We cross so many paths with um, with individuals in our industry that have really been trendsetters. I shouldn't say setters. I should say inventing the trends. And someone who I've really admired uh, someone who's taken a clinical route, and God bless them because I'm not good at the clinical stuff, is my friend Eric Christensen, PharmD. He's the founder of MedEd101. And by the way, Eric uh, came on the Pharmacy Podcast show first back in December 23rd, 2014. Goodness gracious, it's gone by so fast. So MedEd101.com is Eric's uh, place that he blogs and he does clinical uh, pharmacy education to improve practice and protecting patients. Welcome back to the Pharmacy Podcast, Eric. How are you? Doing great. Um, Honestly, Todd, you give the the best introductions. I certainly appreciate it. And like you said, it's it's hard to believe that we uh, talked in 2014. That's that's pretty, pretty incredible. It's funny when we have our heads down and we're just doing what we do. Uh, time just slips away. It just I can't believe how fast it's gone. But I remember that interview. I was so excited to have you on the show originally just because it was a brand new blog and you were really picking up a tremendous amount of readers. And Jason Poquette and I were talking about you and uh, your Twitter feed is just blowing up. And, and now you have a brand new website. It looks incredible. It's crisp. It's clean. But now you have a tremendous amount of content. Um, you have nursing education. Um, you have uh, specific uh, drill down studies on different medications. And so I have some questions to, to bring our listeners up to date. And once again, if you're following along and you're in front of your PC or Mac, uh, just uh, look up meded, M-E-D-E-D, 101.com. And so, first of all, let's talk about the world which you and I share a passion for, and that is leveraging social media. And someone like me who's a marketer and a technologist and a nerd versus someone like you who is a clinician, a pharmacist, uh, and also a nerd, um, <laughs> what, what does a pharmacist do to leverage social media? How does a pharmacist pharmacists leverage social media to gain more credibility and attention for their interprofessional nature and and their role out there in the in the web interwebs out there i uh, yeah I, I guess first off i'm certainly uh guilty of the uh nerd label there's no doubt about that so um no no hard feelings uh, i'll i'll take it as a badge of honor so um but yeah i i mean day after day creating content, um, utilizing social media. The, the website probably first started, um, I, I just had the idea from getting questions from nurses out there and uh, basically answering 
those questions, thinking about those questions I hear every day, problems that I see every day. Um, I, I just started sharing those and actually started sharing them on Facebook. And um, if you create good content, interesting content, um, helpful content, uh, pe- people will share it. And um, th- that's, that's really uh, how it's grown. And what I get asked once in a while is, you know, what, what about the stuff that doesn't make sense? Or what about when you screw up, you know? Because, I mean, I don't know how many tweets I've created. I don't know how many blog posts I've created, um, you know, hundreds to thousands or what, whatever. And um, inevitably, you're, you're going to goof up. You're going to make a mistake. But, uh, you know, there, online, there's obviously a few bottom feeders and, and people like that that'll, you know, nitpick and criticize everything you do, regardless of what you do. But honestly, the, the bad blog posts and the things like that, people forget about them. Um, so that's, that was, I think, my biggest fear in, in entering the, the social media realm was, what if I screw up? You know, what if I make a mistake? Um, and, and honestly, people, people forget about it and they, they go about their day. Just think about, you know, the, if uh, you're on social media, if you just follow people on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, um, y- you don't remember, you know, when, when people make a, a, a small minor mistake and stuff like that. So, um, that, that was probably my, my biggest fear is, is some of the mistakes, uh, I've made, but you know, I, I've, I've kind of learned over time that. Uh, if you're not making any mistakes, you're you're probably not trying hard enough. So, so that's a really good point. Um, my friend and co-host um, who does um, interviews for the Pharmacy Podcast, Alex Barker, um, he just did a post about once again uh, being trolled or being stalked by uh, people that are criticizing, and he calls them, of course, haters, which is kind of funny. But you know yeah. what I find, and and you know. The content that's out there. Pharmacist Jamie has a blog. Uh, Blair Telemeyer has a blog. All PharmDs. Um, um, Aaron Albert, uh, PharmD, has a blog. She, you know, all of these yeah. people that take time to consistently <clears throat> put content out there um, always tell me about the so-called haters, uh, the people that are making negative comments about stuff. Interesting. I never consistently find critique uh, or, or critics um, or negative critics that are doing their own blogging or content. It's funny that they'll just it, go out there and yeah. re- try to find and read, and but they'll never turn around and spend extra time because it, it pushes our 45, 50-hour weeks into 60-hour, 70-hour weeks. Yeah, so, it, it, exactly. And it's, you know, I, I guess I probably was that guy you know, before I, I started blogging and, and, uh, started, started working at it. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily go out there and, um, type nasty things on Facebook, but you know, it's, it's easy to sit on the sidelines and, you know, laugh at somebody making a mistake or, or goofing up. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot harder when you, when you try to get in there and, and create something, um, yourself that that's perfect and and uh, never make any mistakes i think your content is uh not only consistent it's fresh and it's about the times it's not like you're writing on something that 
was being um, researched and and talked about years ago. I mean, your your reviews of um, you know birth control interaction and uh, drug induced dementia and uh, erectile dysfunction case scenarios and blood pressure medication, three common mistakes in managing constipation. This is everything that's out. I'm reading out in USA Today, so it or other news channels. So you're picking on content that's extremely relevant, and then you're actually digging down into it and giving that PharmD's um, you know viewpoint. So I think that's a great strategy. Yeah, and and I think um, you know that's definitely one of the things that that um, you know you mentioned mentioned those folks, Aaron and Blair and Alex and and uh, Jamie and Jason. I mean, they're they're all all the great people I've interacted with them on, on Twitter. Um, you know, I've got nothing, nothing bad to, to say about them at all. They're, they're out there doing it. They're, they're trying and, and that's all you can ask of people. And, um, you, you know, with that, I, I would encourage pharmacists to, to get out there more. Um, especially with, you know, the, the push for provider status um, you know, we, we had kind of emailed back and forth talking about, you know, should we talk about the job market a little bit and stuff like that? Um, it, you know, I, I, I truly believe that provider status would um, go a long way in, in helping alleviate, you know, a potentially worsening job market. Um, so, yeah, just encourage pharmacists to get out there, show MDs, show students, show nurses, uh, show NPs, PAs, you know, show all these other healthcare professionals exactly um, what we know. Because if they don't understand what you know and what you can do, they have no idea what kind of question to ask you. So uh, that's that, that's my encouragement to, to everybody is to, to get out there and do your part. And it, it, it doesn't need to be on online either. You know, go give a talk in your community. Um, give a talk to, you know, a, physi- a physician group, a med student group, a nursing group, whatever um, you can do within, within your means and within your world to, to basically spread, spread the message of pharmacy and, and what we can do. If we're not lobbying for ourselves, um, you know, we're going to have to pay the big dollars for an actual lobbying group to do it for us. And I know that that's happening in some, um, you know, some areas of uh, what is uh, pharmacy's role within healthcare? Uh, pharmacist provider status bill was introduced in Congress, and we are getting closer to obtaining provider status as federal legislation would enable pharmacists to provide, you know, healthcare services to Medicare patients, um, and uh, it it makes sense. And I applaud the representatives, uh, uh, Brett Guthrie of, of Kentucky and Todd Young of, of Indiana, Ron Kine of uh, Wisconsin, um, you know, bravo for, for stepping up and recognizing that pharmacists are, in fact, health care providers. And, you know, you're, you're seeing your pharmacist 10 times uh, the, what you're seeing your physician. And who's carrying out the therapy is, of course, is the pharmacist, too. So um, when you're helping to shape you know, healthcare delivery system of tomorrow in partnership with doctors and nurses. And like you said, the education that you give back to nurses, collaboration with other healthcare team members and those specialists, that all comes and boils down to how important, um, you know, the pharmacist is as part of the healthcare team. And that's in, 
that's in the community setting. That's an institutional pharmacy when we're caring for our seniors, which is a special place in your heart. Uh, yeah. That's the specialty market. Specialty is just blowing up right now, and it's the specialty pharmacist that's ca- that's catching things as you roll out a very high-touch um, therapy. Um, it's the compounding pharmacist. It's um, it's all of these pharmacists. It doesn't matter what setting it's in. It, it it's more relevant than ever. Yeah, for for sure. And and yeah, kind of kind of topping that off. You know, I mean. No, nobody, nobody cares about the profession of pharmacy more than pharmacy. And I, you know, I, I kind of learned that um, in doing the blog. I learned it on a little bit more personal level um, that nobody's going to care about what you're doing more than you. And I, I think we need to remember that as pharmacists, you can, you know, pay a lobbyist, pay somebody to to do all that you want to do. Um, but we can also, in addition to that, we can also voice ourselves, get out there, uh, and explain to people what exactly we do. Um, I, I don't know how many times, you know, I, I've had to try to explain to people what exactly I do because I'm typically not in the traditional mindset of the public of, you know, what's a pharmacist to somebody in the public? Well, I virtually asked everybody that question. Um, everybody around me, and it's like, well, what's the first thing they think of? They think of that's where I go get my medications, which I think is really unfortunate because I know uh, how much goes into uh, filling a prescription. You know, as far as the educational piece and and just just helping patients in general. Um, so I, I think uh, we can we can do a better job. We can continue to work harder uh, at, at getting our message out there. So I've been approached by a lot of pharmacists who have listened to the show and they've sent me questions or comments and they've been like, uh, you know, I work um, behind the bench uh, so many hours per um, per day. It's exhausting, obviously. Um, you know, I'm a consultant pharmacist in senior care. I'm in the specialty market. Uh, I'm in a health system, whatever. So I'm coaching them and I'm saying, write about stuff that you're already doing. Write about something that you're already working on so that so you're not creating additional work. And then drill down into that just like when you were in school and doing your clinical research. Uh, even go back to some of that clinical research that might complement some of the things that you're facing today. Um, you know, you've written about 30 medication mistakes. You've written about uh, dominating the PCPSs, uh, 200 questions in pharmacotherapy uh, to kind of prep for the exam. You've wrote about... Naplex, uh, which is the the mock exam, and you've kind of given your coaching to these these people. This is stuff that you know, and and if you're listening and you're not blogging, or you're you're not sharing your vision via um, even the pharmacy podcast, I mean, contact us and we'll be a platform to you to get your message out there. Um, just start doing it little bits by little. You don't have to change the world overnight. Yep, it, it, exactly. Just. It just takes a, a little bit of, of consistency effort. You know, maybe maybe you start with a, a half hour a week, you know, f- figuring out what you want to do, what you want to share. Um, and, and that's just it. Focus on, on things you know. Um, I, I, I have a deep appreciation for um, a couple of years back, I, I took BCPS, Board Certified uh, Pharmacotherapy Specialist exam. And um, it, it's a big exam covering a ton of topics. And 
it's it's challenging <laughs> to to try to become an expert in something that you don't see or do every day. Um, so yeah, I, I I would encourage you to to find something you enjoy, find something you do a lot, and find something that that you're really good at and bring your unique flavor to it. And um, you know you know put some content out there and 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 share it with people. And like I said, it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be online. You can speak to groups. You can um, d- do whatever uh, you want to do. I know there's, um, well, my, my blog included, I've, I've taken plenty of guest posts. You know, maybe you don't have any interest in, in starting something, but maybe you've got a pet peeve or, you know, a problem that you see every day uh, that you'd like to share somewhere. I, I know a lot of other blogs that, that would be willing to uh, share guest posts as well. I've guest posted on other blogs too. So, um, yeah, you don't have to create a movement. You don't have to change the world. Um, but, uh, you know, piece by piece, you, you can certainly um, make a difference. Let's go back to one of your sweet spots and one of your passions, which is the geriatric uh, patient population. What do you see uh, coming uh, from a pharmacist consultant point of view uh, of the complexities of, of our uh, senior care patients? Yeah, pro- probably the, the big thing is, um, you know, f- physicians are, are so busy. And uh, I really want pharmacy to get to a role where we are um, consistently managing patients' medications. I, I mean, that's really where I would like to see us go. I, th- I think we have the skills, we have the capability, we know medications, we know them well. And um, th- that's the continued push that, that I would certainly like to see. Um, as far as the geriatric population, uh, in my mind, that's that's the popula- population with the most growth potential. Um, I, I see patients every day, 10, 15, 20 plus medications, and, you know, maybe they get to see their doc for 10 or 15 minutes. Um, you know, that's not always the case, but uh, you get the point uh, where, where it's really, really complex, you know, between drug interactions, appropriate doses, length of therapy, um, convenience, you know, and, and patient adherence. Can they actually take uh, the medications? Can they afford them? Uh, so all those factors um, is really what stimulates me with, with geriatrics and, and learning because there's always something to learn in geriatrics just because it's so, so complex. So, Eric, I uh, once again uh, want to make sure that we um, keep some tabs on uh, you and MedEd101. Um, would very much like to invite you back as a um, as a reoccurring uh, subject matter expert on just about anything you want to share. Um, it's it's great. A, l- a little a little more often than once every every two years. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, let's get you back uh, once every other month or something at least. Um, All right. Well, we'll we'll see what we'll see what we can cook up here. Very good. Yeah, we have. Um, we have Ron uh, Lanton, who's a government affairs strategist for us. We have Blair Tielemeyer now, who is a co-host and focusing really on MTM consulting. And uh, Aaron Albert uh, really focuses on high-level uh, career um, industry topics. She tackled uh, investing in specific conferences. Uh, Alex Barker is the founder of uh, uh, Pharmacy Life Radio. Um, he's bringing some uh, editorial pieces to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. 
there's room here for Eric Christensen, that's for sure. Uh, if you throw throw us over a black and white, we'll get you up there. All right, I'll. Uh, yeah, well, you you keep you keep pestering me, and <laughs> and if I don't thank you, and um, yeah, you know how it is. You get a bunch of iron fire, and it's, it's hard to hard to keep track of all of them sometimes. But uh, we do our best. Well, I thank you for this time uh, on the Pharmacy Podcast. Uh, we're uh, big fans. We watch you from afar and uh, maybe not so far anymore if you, if you come back more often. And, uh, but we just thank you so much for being on the show today. <laughs> no problem, Todd. Thanks, thanks for everything you do at, at Pharmacy Podcast. And um, yeah, look forward to our next discussion. Thank you. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. We were on with Eric Christensen, PharmD of MedEd 101. You can find more information out about Eric and his uh, blog and his services and his consulting and clinical pharmacy education at meded101.com. We thank you for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast.